I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. So Seth, you got a you got a a, a hot oh, yeah. topic. Drop it. I got there. a. Oh yeah, I'm dropping a bombshell on the whole podcast real quick. Okay. So I decided, you know, we're sitting here in a such a time to be alive. Everyone's, you know, there's this pandemic going on. There's an election happening, and I decided to go all gas, no break style directly into the heart of it <clears throat> and i early voted okay so i went i went to the fucking polls oh my god i was there beating the street and seeing i was out there with the people with the real not any of these podcast folks we all know and love i was there with the real meat and potatoes people of the world of america of my state county of america right yeah and let me tell you a couple things i learned okay out there early voting one thing incredibly long line yeah i i the the polls opened at eight o'clock i was like i'll get there at a brisk 7 30 I really got there around 745 because I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, legitimately, there was the line was all the way out into fucking traffic. Mm-hmm. And I was in line for three hours. Wow. Um, just just trying to vote. So, that's one thing. The line was long. There were a lot of people there trying to early vote. Of mm-hmm. course, I did it on the very first day of early voting, in the very first position. So, probably dumb on me. I could have gone in the afternoon like a week from then and it would have been... You know, no line at all. But hey, I did it because I wanted to see what kind of people were out there voting early. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, it's normally old people. It is right. Yeah, the the, the regular the range of ages I would say, even though I guess some of these aren't old, but like I think forty to eighty was kind of where most people fell in this crowd. You're the youngest there guy there about twenty years. I was probably yeah. I mean, there might have been some like. 30s in there but mostly 40 to 80 i'd say Mm -hmm. and it was weird first of all middle of the pandemic uh most people wearing masks good guy standing right in front of me no mask Uh didn't need it apparently Mm -hmm. who cares whatever um most people there wearing masks for the first two and a half hours that I was in line, people were staying pretty distant. I wouldn't say six feet, but, you know, a good four or five feet at most points. People were extending. Once you get close to the pole, it is a, a mad dash, and everyone's just like, sir, sir, sir. Uh, they're just right in your face the yeah. entire time. So, I mean, you know, here's hoping I don't get COVID out, out of all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and there's people who, like, so I guess there's this, like, I'm not sure what the the distance is there's like this rule 
that's been in place forever that like if you're at early voting and you're you know campaigning for someone or you're part of a political party and you're trying to like garner voters at the very last moment you have to stand a certain amount of feet away from the the polling mm-hmm. so all of a sudden i'm just sitting there minding my own business listening to fucking podcasts you know and then fucking this lady taps my shoulder and she's like uh sir would you like a conservative voters guide and i was like sure i want to see what this thing is uh-huh so I take a look at it, and it's literally, they just tell you what to vote for. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're just like, if you're a conservative, just vote for these people and don't think. Yeah, they have it, they have it, both, both, they have it usually for both parties, but we'll... They did, um, but the the Democrat, liberal, whatever it was, they they didn't like come into the line. They just had their thing set up. Out oh, there. man, how emblematic is that of our politics? I know. Um, especially since I'm 100% sure this conservative lady was breaking the rules of how close you can get to the polls. Oh, for sure. While pretending she was trying to adhere to that rule Mm -hmm. um but yeah um it was strange and also 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 i don't once again i think i talked to this during the primary i'm not sure what the laws are like everywhere else but in north carolina there are no voter id laws at all i go up and they say what's your name and i say seth you know my whole name Mm -hmm. and my address and they're like okay here's your ballot they didn't even ask me for a driver's license did you ever vote in Georgia? Yes, I voted. I, I did have to show my driver's license yeah, in Georgia. Yeah, exactly. That's the crazy thing to me. I voted one time in Georgia, two times in North Carolina. Literally, they ask you your name, your address, and they give you a ballot. That's fascinating. There is no law and order to this. It was crazy. How is that even legal? You could have come back five minutes later with a mustache on and be like, my name is Safe. Yeah, exactly. As long as I was in somewhere registered, I guess I wouldn't have been able to do it. Just give your next door neighbor's address instead. Yeah. But yeah, even though I, I, you know what? I got to eat some crow. I said I was not going to vote in this election. I did vote. So, you know, cancel me if you have to. I mean, you voted for Howie Hawkins, right? Or I voted for, I voted for Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> Joe Jorgensen, yes! No, 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 this is hilarious. I got, um... Actually, the day before I went and early voted, I got another one of these political surveys. Mm-hmm. And um, called me on the phone. They were talking. And then this guy had great energy. First of all, biased as fuck. Because I'm over here answering these questions. He's, and he's like, basically, list off a bunch of people. And they're like, oh, do you have, are you favorable, unfavorable, strongly unfavorable, strongly favorable? All these random things. I'm like, okay. I guess it's Donald Trump. And I say, strongly unfavorable. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, Mike Pence. I'm like, strongly unfavorable. And he's like, cool. And he, I was like, Joe Biden. And he was like, I was like, strongly unfavorable. He's like, awesome. And, I, and he's like, Kamala Harris. I said, strongly unfavorable. And he's like, damn, that's cool. And then when he asked me who I was going to vote You're for. You're just a crazy thing. guy. Look at you. You rebel exactly. and outsider. And then this is the funniest thing ever because eventually he got to the question. He's like, oh, so who are you going to vote for in the presidential election? He's like, you know, Donald Trump or Joe Biden, as if there are no other candidates. Uh-huh. And I'm like, um, I was like, probably somebody else. And then he was like, yeah, dude, did you know that Joe Jorgensen's <laughs> on the ballot in every state? And I'm like, okay, now I see who this guy is. He's <laughs> a Joe Jorgen head. This guy rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, first of all, the fact that there's a candidate named Joe Jorgensen's pretty cool. Yes. Never heard of the guy before that phone call. Well, it's a lady, but yeah. But even better. Uh-huh. Um... But yeah, um, if I, I gotta vote for, for one Joe, I vote for Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just voted. I voted for the local stuff because that stuff actually matters more yeah. in the end. Um, and I voted for president. Yeah, but whatever. 
You heard it here first, folks. Seth believes in uh, bourgeois democracy. Willing participant. Oh, because I voted. Yeah. Willing participant in the completely fake bourgeois democracy system. Exactly. Traitor to our Um, ideals. But yeah, early voting. um, Never done it before. Mm -hmm. Um, Better, first of all. Um, then everyone having to go on one fucking day. I was seeing all these takes online. So I'm, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm on the Charlotte subreddit. Mm-hmm. People are talking about, oh, early voting. Everyone, there's this long line. Oh, there's no line in the afternoon. Blah blah blah. And then this motherfucker in the comments. I don't know. Why, I don't know why I have to bring this up. There's always this guy a guy. Is like, he's like, early voting should be illegal. And we were all like, why? We're like, you know, early voting is good because, as we've discussed, you know, not everyone can get election day off. You know, if you work an hourly job or something, you might have, like, certain shifts where you actually have time to go vote and during the early voting window because there's two weeks to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's a better system for people like that. And he was like, no, 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 no. Everyone has to vote on the same day because we all have to have the same amount of information going in. He's like, what if today you vote for a candidate and then in a week from now a smoking gun piece of evidence comes out about them and then you can't get your vote back, buddy? And I'm just like, when has that ever happened? And when has it mattered? Libs would like to tell you that the Mueller letter, or no, not Mueller, Comey note, destroyed Hillary Clinton. Didn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter one bit. No one voted any differently than they were already going to. Listen, if, if, if there is some kind of crazy news that came out in the last week of the election that changed you from literally one party to the other, you have a brain the size of a pea. Exactly. You don't need to be voting, probably. You don't believe... If that happens to you, you don't believe anything. You have a completely mercenary outlook. Nothing mattered to you ever. Yeah, I watched this horror movie the other day called uh, Swing Vote. <laughs> <laughs> the scariest shit in the world. Where one fucking idiot gets to decide who's president. Did you actually watch that? No, I've never seen it. I've been wanting to watch it for a while now, actually. It's got a hell no, of a cast. It doesn't have a hell of a cast, but can you imagine the terror that would be? One guy. Like, oh, some guy from Oklahoma gets to decide who's, pre- who's president. It's and so he's sp- torn up about it. Yeah. But, like, the th- I mean, it, let's say a video comes out two weeks from now of Joe Biden, you know, Raping a Chinese child. Okay, sure. This sounds like this sounds plausible. Um, I don't think that would move the needle for a lot of people. Really, I don't think it no. would. They probably no. they probably be pretty sick. Because if you're saying it wouldn't change your entire political outlook because your candidate is fucked up. Like this yeah. is not how it works. People people are they're, they're team players. You're not there for individual personalities or whatever. It's yeah, so exactly. strange. Because we've gotten to that point now in 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 the election where. Um, you can't cancel anybody because it's like, because the only side, like, once again, Donald Trump can literally do anything and not get canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, the only side who canceled, once again, as we talked about last week, in quotes, cancels people is the Democrat, the liberals, the left to some extent, or the people who like are so get caught up in canceling people. And at this point, they don't they don't have time. They can't cancel somebody right now. They can't cancel Joe Biden out of nowhere. Yeah, what will they do? They well, try. Implode. They killed me too to save Joe Biden. So. They did. They um, did. No, I mean, like, if Joe Biden dies in two weeks, that would be pretty crazy, but it no one's sure what happens Harris. then, you know? Yeah. Like, that will be uncharted territory. I mean, yeah. I mean, it would just mean Kamala Harris running for president and getting the same amount of votes that Joe Biden would have probably. Oh, yeah, true. I don't think it maybe, would change anything. Maybe the death of a candidate would sway it a little bit. If that candidate is Joe Biden, I don't think Donald Trump dying would change anything. 
but and I mean more nothing yeah. that would actually affect the outcome, but maybe would get a little more of the popular vote than they were already. Going I, don't, to. I mean, maybe sympathy votes that would people who wouldn't normally have vote would go out. But I can't yeah. see a Republican being like, "Oh, Joe Biden," or sorry, Donald Trump died. Vote for Joe Biden now. And they 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 drop the flag they have in their, <laughs> they've had their yard for four years. They just drop it on the ground and they're like, "I got to vote for Bi- my old boy Biden now." We well, you know they do this. They go vote for Joe Jorgensen. Jorgensen. What if Joe Jorgensen becomes president? What if all other candidates die and then we have a libertarian president? That'll be pretty much incredible. Did you see that story about the bears in libertarian town? No. What? It's hard to remember to read the whole thing, but like basically a bunch of libertarians moved to this town out in the Midwest and took over the government basically by getting voted into office. And they ran it as a libertarian city, which meant cutting a lot of vital city services. And trash was piling up in the streets. Water wasn't going to certain places. The fire department was defunded, so there weren't anybody to fight the fires. It was a 100% volunteer fire department. And because of all the trash in the streets, the bears moved in. But they had defunded the police as well, so there was no one and no animal control. To well, hey, they the did one thing, right? Yeah. Well, animal control falls under the uh, out, out there in certain in certain counties. There's not enough money for both a an separate animal control and a, a, a police force. So the cops usually handle bears. Well, there was nobody to handle the bears anymore. So bears just running around the streets eating garbage, you know, at will, and there's no one to stop them. And in I the mean, debates, I've got a happy medium solution. And in the debates, libertarians were like, "Yes, bears are running across our our our, our town, eating all the garbage, scaring people. They could kill someone eventually, but, but free, but." Is it within our rights to stop the bears? <laughs> Maybe the bears win and we we lose. Well, I've got a happy medium solution. What's that? To give the bears a badge and a gun. <laughs> They're the police now. Bear force. Exactly. Bear force one. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop the podcast. Yeah. Do not let that get out there. We own Bear Force One. That's trademark, true. trademark, trademark. That is ours. If you make a movie called Bear Force One, I will sue you. Right, exactly. Literally. And I don't even believe in suing people, but I will. That is mine. Bear Force One. Oh, man. Here's the sequels, Bear Force Two. Like, of course. It would have to happen. I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's what happens. I would love to see America run by a libertarian who just destroys all of our social services and yeah. just lets the bears take over. Exactly. The, it would become the, the eco-state. It would. Just by accident. Like, exactly. All those factories that are like pumping out pollution be overtaken by plants somehow. Like, we don't know, man. We couldn't, we, the, the city's not there to, to spray pesticides. So, kudzu's everywhere now. Now it rules America. I'm looking up Joe Jorgensen. I really have never um, heard of him before. Um, oh, think- this is a, a cool quote from them. Requiring people to vaccinate their children is one of the most egregious things that the government can do. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Joe. Sorry. You don't get any more airtime. Right. Yeah. Sorry. So that guy who was like, so at a libertarian debate, he was like, <laughs> he says something about a license to drive. What's next? A license to take a piss or a license to toast my own bread? Yeah. And, and remember, uh, what was his name from 2016? Gar- was it Gary... Uh, Gary, what's this? What was this guy that ran in 2016 for Libertarian president? Oh, um, Gary Johnson. Johnson, yes. At that debate, Gary Johnson was like, I don't know, it might be a good idea to have some kind of test for basic motor vehicle skills. And they booed his ass out. <laughs> We're like, yeah. boo! Shut so, up! If you go to Joe Jorgensen and you, <laughs> you go to the um, people also search for section, it's Howie Hawkins, yep. Spike Cohen, yes. Vermin Supreme, Joe Biden. 
And then a man I've never heard of, but I want to now, Rocky De La Fuente. He rules, dude. He's so fucking funny. Who is this guy? He runs as like a- candidate for president? Yeah. He runs every time. It's like he's he's like he's independently wealthy. It's a joke candidate that just runs gets his name out there. He's just like he says the most crazy shit. Well, not as crazy as Vermin Supreme, but still pretty stupid. <laughs> what does this man even do? What a terrible blow to Gloria Lariva. She's not even included in that. I know. Or she if you look at Rocky Rocky de la Fuente, she's in that one. So we're getting deep down the barrel now of candidates. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, Vermin Supreme is always one of my favorite people for just being insane. Yeah, he goes out and just does whatever he wants. I mean, why not at this point? Who cares? What's your fucking freak flag oh, fly? Man. You get to a real oh something we had a private conversation about that I just got reminded of right now. Okay, but there's another person who's a an actual candidate for U.S. president who we all know and love. From the Mighty Ducks. Yes. His name is Brock Pierce. Uh-huh. And you're sitting there and you're like, oh, Brock, Mighty Ducks, you know, was he, oh, was he like one of the random hockey players? I don't remember. No, no, no. He was the 27th build person in the Mighty Ducks. He played the young version of another character. Yep. And whenever you see an article on the man, it's like Mighty Ducks star and presidential hopeful Brock Pierce. Yeah. And I'm like... Neither of those things are true. Not a single one. I think you'd have more luck running for president as Brock from Pokemon than you would this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He'd get more votes, I think. His campaign website is Brock.vote. It's time to secure the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all Americans. I mean, I know exactly what he's fighting for now. Yeah. I know his whole platform. Fighting for all of us, right? Exactly. Has to be. Re... Was cannabis ever legal? It, I guess yeah, be, it before was, it was illegal, yes. I mean, I guess technically at one point it was just a thing. <laughs> it was de facto I mean, legal, yeah. Yeah, so he wants to re-legalize cannabis. That's okay. pretty cool. Hey, you know um, what? That's a pretty interesting way of putting it. Let's re-legalize cocaine as well. What is universal earned income? That is a great question, but it sounds like bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it, that's one of the things he believes in. Okay. Oh, he believes in healthcare. Okay. He thinks it should be, oh, of course, the buzzword. He thinks it should be affordable. affordable. Yeah. Yep. Um, we'll end the war on drugs. Damn. Okay, That's all right. A, four years he's going to end the war on drugs. I'm in it. That's pretty cool. You got me so far. Um, let's see. Technology and AI. That we will ensure that America's government is effectively educated and is able to govern current technologies to the benefit of all Americans. We will use automation and AI to benefit all America. He just uses the benefit all America at the end of every sentence. Yeah. It sounds like, like I'm going to kill your mom to the benefit of all America. <laughs> <laughs> Is this some Roko's Basilisk shit? We're like, yeah, we're going to make an AI and be sure that it, be some, it loves us. U.S. currency strategy. Oh, they probably want, want to devalue our currency like China does. To like, they want to increase America's economic liquidity. So, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then your body is yours. Oh, and what so does this mean, I wonder? Is he for abortion, then? We will make sure to ensure that both explicit and implicit slavery, slavery are made illegal. Okay, if you talk about prison slavery, I'm down for that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Brock Pierce, mixed messages here. Yeah. I'm sad to say you might not win. <laughs> I don't know what the chances are, but 
definitely a bunch of mixed messages to where I have no idea where to put you in the political spectrum, buddy. So. Could, could be a squeaker for old Brock, I think. He might yeah. just not make he's de- it. He seems libertarian, but with a couple of here and there beliefs. So. You think libertarians is they always have one or two good ideas mixed in with their other terrible ideas because you know, libertarianism is way older than we think it is. It's a European yeah. tradition. It used to be a good thing. And it kind of is still is in Europe, but in America, it's just totally crazy people have taken over uh, the libertarian uh, uh, party and the beliefs. Yeah. But yeah, that is like, it, this kind of shows you, I, I didn't even know this until I probably was 18 or maybe around the time I was able to vote, but I didn't realize how many people actually run for president. Oh, yeah. I always thought it was two people. Mm-hmm. Oh, Democrat, Republican. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it reasonably is yeah but i just never knew there are even other people on the ballot that you could vote for we are effectively um, and then there's just a state. wide array yeah. because no other party is trying to like win lower seats you always go for president for like because every four years you can get with donations right a bunch of money comes in from weirdos and and, and cranks and shit but degenerates <laughs> degenerates like yeah but but no one is like psl is trying to win some local elections yes they usually win they are the green party He's basically running nobody ever in lower seats because they're a scam. Yeah, basically. I like Howie Hawkins' whole platform, but he is one hundred percent just scamming ex Bernie people, you know, in this whole situation. So yeah, he's the uh, what's the name of that game that's never going to come out? Uh, Star, Star Citizen. Citizen. Yeah, he's <laughs> that's all these parties are. They're just the Star Citizen of politics. Right. Yeah, they get a bunch of money and they never do anything with it. They they put out slick videos every now and again and then just die. I literally saw, I was speaking of Star Citizen, I saw a stat the other day that was like, Star Citizen has raked in $340 million of crowdfunded um, money, all from regular people giving money to it. And then, and I was like, okay, I know for the first five or six years of its development, people were probably, people were throwing money at it. And some people still are. I'm not sure it's died down though. And then the article said, 243000 of that of the money, of dollars, was spent just yesterday. And this was written like last week. So it's like October 11th. Yeah. A quarter of a mil was spent that day on Star Citizen. A game that does not exist, will not exist, and cannot exist. Yeah. What do they think is going to happen? Like, it's just one day going to come out, like all these features are going to be in one single game? Like... Do you remember that? Like, it was like five or seven. No, no, no. It was before they had started the, making the new Star Wars movies. They had Mark Hamill go to that soundstage and make what is apparently the story of the game. He is like one of the characters. He's like the Keanu Reeves of cyberpunk, you know? Yeah. And that was that was before 2015. Yeah. Like five or six years ago um, that they did that. And no game. There's still no single player campaign to that game. Yeah. I remember everybody was like, was like, was like creaming their genes because it was like, oh, it's Chris Roberts from Wing Commander, and I was like, Wing Commander was made before I was born. Like, exactly. It, how is that still trading cred for you? I don't understand. Exactly. It. And is it is it worth three hundred and forty million dollars? It's like the whole like Baldur's Gate three is coming out at some point. Like early access started right now. And look, I love Baldur's Gate one and two. They're great games. But I am of an extreme minority of people who still remember Baldur's Gate. And so to see all this, like, crazy fanfare for it, I was just very surprised he would even, even care anymore at Baldur's Gate. I mean, yeah, it sold, a, it sold a million copies in early access. Yeah, yeah. Holy <clears throat> shit. It's wild shit, dude. 
Um, um, the, the my position is do not give money to uh, Baldur's Gate. You can you can buy the Divinity games from Larian. Larian's a good studio. Yes. Don't give Wizards of the Coast any money. Yeah, play Divinity or any of the other party based RPG games there are. Yeah, I'm not even sure that Baldur's Gate's gonna have the same sort of like party system that uh, that um, Divinity has. What do you mean by this party system? Like being able to play a four-player multiplayer campaign. I'm pretty sure it'll be single-player only. Oh, you can. No, no, no. In Baldur's Gate? One of, yeah, one of my coworkers bought the early access and really? he played it with a couple friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess Larian's doing that at least. Yeah. I mean, they did it for... I mean, I don't know why they would give up that... I mean, that's the reason people play Divinity is to play like as a, as a four-person stack. I never played it for that. Um, I played it for the awesome combat system and the turn-based stuff. Yeah, the combat is really cool, but... Yeah, I was rec- when it was recommended to me by a lot of people, I was like, oh yeah, I played it with a party. And it was like, you know, playing D&D with some buddies. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I thought you spent so much money The thing that makes Baldur's Gate 3 so hard for me, like, let's say Wizards of the Coast is out of the picture, is is the Wizards of the Coast thing because it's deep D&D 5th edition. Yeah. It is very much D&D 5e, all the way down from the menus to the way you do like combat, sneak attacks, and opportunity, all that. It is so 5e. I don't know if I would be able personally to get get into it. Yeah, I, I thought I spent too much money on that game on the uh, fully rendered 3D sex scenes that are going to happen. I thought that was uh, the big Yeah, big they, they really went in on that. They, for the, even for the early access, they went ahead and did um, full, like, cutscenes, which usually, like, when they did the Divinity early access, they just had, like, narration, and now they're doing the full thing the whole way. So I don't, I don't know. Hey, I mean... Good for them, I guess, but I don't know. I don't think it's for me. I remember watching the the first ever stream of the game, and the guy presenting it got into the first fight with two little intellect devourers, and he made one mistake, and he got his ass kicked and had to start over from the beginning. And I thought to myself, "Well, I probably won't play this then, because if you can't, if you can't at least get a guy who is good enough at the game to like do a smooth, good presentation, then I'm probably not going to give you any money." Yeah, I mean, you gotta be able to, you gotta have some room for failure in any kind of RPG system. But you, you got an hour. Show me the game. I don't want to see you go back to the menu and start again. Like, yeah, that's that's Pre, pre-recorded. If yet, if it's that hard, pre-record that part. And right. Then play the rest. Exactly. Don't don't fuck around up here. What was that? It was one of the game presentation things. That guy dropped the controller, and it, he was actually playing the game, so he had to stop playing it. Like, put the controller up, and it broke or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah, man. Video games. They're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. They're really crazy. Um, I've still been playing Genshin still... Impact. Oh, my God. Still fun. Still fun. I'm loving... As a giant map, right? So I'm just loving going around and finding chests and collecting these little... You know how, like, in Breath of the Wild, you got little orbs out of the dungeons to upgrade your stamina? Yeah. Here, they're just sort of scattered around the world, and you have to go find them that way. And that's been pretty fun, you know, just collecting, you know, collectible objects and figuring out little puzzles and how to get them. It's very, it is very Zelda. Um, and so that's pretty, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, but um, it's not done yet, turns out. The game has a lot more stuff to be added to it, and including like yeah, story content. Yeah, 1.1 update is coming out pretty soon. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, like I said, if Seth, Seth did not enjoy it, and I, well, I, understand, I understand his reasons. Zero out of 10. But I think that if you like Breath of the Wild, you could get a couple of hours of enjoyment out of uh, out of this game. And maybe if you more. can't play Breath of the Wild because you don't have a Switch, then I would maybe say Genshin Impact is a game. Yeah. Full stop. 
I don't think it's as good as Breath of the Wild, or you know, nothing. Really I mean, of be. course not. No. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, it, it has some 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 uh, stuff of its own. I will say this though about this game: it is uh, excessively uh, horny. I mean, as all Japanese anime games oh, are. Oh, so it's a Chinese game actually. It's a Chinese game. Okay, well, it's clearly got some inspiration from Japanese yeah. anime. But I just happened to notice in one of the cutscenes, the game does have a story with cutscenes and stuff, that the jiggle physics in this game, Seth, are absolutely insane. It's like every female character has two overfilled water balloons strapped to her chest, and they're trying to get away. They want to yeah. leave. And it's extremely uh, uh, just in your face. Yeah, and it's fucking weird, man. That, those are children. It's hard for me to be like, this is fine, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, okay, I'll, I'll get Most of them are adults. They are. They just look that they, way, I guess. Yeah, it's the style. The whole, oh, they're 400 years old, actually. Well, not even that. I mean, it's just thing. the style of how they're drawn, or I guess, whatever. Here's yeah. my thing. I don't mind all your horny shit. shit that's fine. Whatever. Do, do it that way. But don't, don't shove it in my face when I'm just trying to have a good time with my Breath of the Wild clone. You know? Respect me yeah. a little bit here. That's what they should do microtransactions for. It's like you can... You have a slider. Turn all that off. And just everything static. I, you, you know what? The game. That would Everyone's money more clothed. Yeah. That would get some, If I could put a sweater on every character in the game, that gets some money out of me. And some real pants. That'd be nice. I don't have to look at twinks and thigh socks for, for like 20 hours. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Get that man some pants. He needs them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been playing many games. I've been playing just Divinity, Valorant, you know, just regular. I played some, played some Among Us. Oh, you know, Seth, so just playing them regular games. Them, you know, totally just the regular dude games. Average everyday game. Average Joe Gamer Seth. I don't like anything single player, actually. Uh -huh. Okay, shut the fuck up. Regular guy Seth over here, just being all yeah. cool. Play average Joe. Call of Duty and fucking nope. Madden. Nope. 2K? No, 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 Loving no, no, no. it. I do think it's funny that EA has gotten to a point where IGN can dunk on them. <laughs> did you see this? I did not see this. What, what happened? They, um, for FIFA 2021, the new FIFA game. And instead of writing a new review, they copied and pasted last year's review because they said the game was the exact same. Damn, that's actually pretty crazy. And I'm like, if you were doing so bad that IGN is getting easy dunks on you, Woof. you don't want to hire some perimeter players because this is bad. I mean, IGN is like, in my opinion, the height of we are we do paid reviews, and you yeah. and you just got them to do it last few years. Yeah, that's it's like funny. every. IGN, every game on IGN gets a good review. Like, if it's a big game, a big studio game, doesn't matter the quality, it has, like, an 8.5 or 9. Like, no matter what. Yeah. And then it, EA can't even manage to get the easy grade out of IGN. Yeah. That's, that's so fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it's... Damn, that's, that's cold as hell, actually. That's funny. I love that. That's really funny. And first of all, like, I mean... Yeah, like, why are we letting IGN get these easy jabs in? It's so crazy. I mean, good on them. If they can, if they can, like, you know, show EA what's up, what for a minute, that's pretty good. Yeah. But the thing about these sports games, I'm not sure if you taught many people who play sports games. The thing I hear every year is, oh, it's the same game. I pay full price. They put a bunch of microtransactions in it. And now you can pay full price for a game and still have to watch 30 second ads. While playing the game. 
that's happened in the new NFL game. And every year they all complain that this game is complete shit. But the problem is, and the reason they don't change, is that everyone still buys the fucking game. I wonder and how far they can push they, it. Exactly. And, and until people literally just don't buy the game, they have no reason to change. Uh-huh. Do you know what game you won't have to watch for a second ads in? Genshin Impact. Disco Elysium. Uh, Everyone should play that Disco instead. Disco Elysium. That is true. Um, it's not for everybody, sadly. No, it is for everybody. Um, I'm saying it right now. Everyone should play Disco Elysium. <laughs> um, After Revolution, we're going to force you to play it. Okay, I don't know if that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's the best policy. You're going to clockwork orange your ass up to an LP in this game. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> we're getting a little farther away from the point here. Um, yeah, that sucks, man. Bring back Mutant League football. That was good. Bring back, like, silly shit like that. You know what's really funny? Not even that. Just, if people want to play their real football game, don't make them watch ads. If they're mm. already paying 60 or soon to be 70 bucks for these games. Yeah. Just let them play a fucking game. Who cares? Games are games. Well, as we know, Seth, the rate of profits tendency is to decline. So clearly the money is not coming in enough for $60 full-priced games. We gotta put this in here. I gotta cut an ad deal. Charge us ten dollars. It's like it's, this yeah. is the way it's going. And that's why at this point, the best game I play every year is very rarely like a full price, like fifty, sixty dollar game. Very rarely is it one of those games. It's usually something a little more niche these days. Like this year wasn't wasn't it Kentucky Route Zero for you? Uh, Kentucky Route Zero didn't come out this year. I mean, when you played um, it though, I did play it this year, and I do think it's, it's probably the best game I've played this year for sure. Um, but yeah, this year is a little tough on, on what, what, what has come out? Like, I, I feel like I've gotten to a point where I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Like what I've played, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of good stuff. And yeah, I think that, you know, the people who are making these indie games, like these smaller games on, um, like on Steam and on consoles that are usually like 14 to 20 bucks, um, there's just so much more heart in those games, you know? Yeah. I think the best game I played this year uh, is Hades. Love that game. Oh, actually, yeah. You're, that's, you hit it on, you hit another money. And that game is, I mean, 25 bucks regular. If you got it, like, on early access or day one, it was, like, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, and better than, I mean, Last of Us Part Two, which is oh, an sure. incredibly huge $60 game. And, but yeah, Hades just has an incredible amount of creativity, replayability, and just super fucking fun mechanics that I want to go. I was playing it just yesterday. I've, I've, um, I think it's so fucking fun. Yeah, Hades rules. That game, yeah, that game deserves everything. I'll give a shout out to a game I'm enjoying recently, um, which is, which is a Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, which oh, yeah. I bought that and I played it a little bit, not too much. Kind of got sidetracked other stuff. Then I went back to it recently. They put a free patch out, I think, two or three days ago that I started to fire up and play. And yeah. Seth, it's crazy. It takes a single-player game, makes it multiplayer. It adds co-op. First of all, yeah, co-op with four people. Yeah. Adds a whole, like, like a whole new set of shit to do with new enemies to go fight. And it turns you for free. No money for this. That was yeah. crazy to me. In charge a goddamn cent for it. Yeah, some companies are doing that route. It's kind of the CD Projekt Red route where you like, you know, you release Witcher 3, get a lot of acclaim, kind of like a Tsushima did. I mean, not as much, obviously. And then you just release these free DLCs. That's what, And they say they're planning to do that with Cyberpunk as well. They're like, we want to we wanna push our workers even harder to bring you free DLC later. Which, yeah. We've talked about it a lot. 
but man, is CD Projekt Red somehow, they are somehow fucking up this home run stretch they have. They, I mean, they, I don't know baseball terms, but all the players are where they need to be, and they're about to hit the ball right where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And man, they need to keep striking out. Three on it's base, crazy. can't fucking do it, like Atlanta last night. Um, exactly. Well, uh, they've also been catching some flack recently from uh, transgender people because of their portrayal of transgender people in, in Cyberpunk 2077. Specifically, this is just rumor. I don't know this for a fact. It's just something I've heard on the internet. So don't sue me. Yeah. It's not true. I've heard the art director for the game is a trans chaser. They have a fetish for trans people. Okay. Um, uh, what happened a couple of days ago was a, was a cosplayer did some cosplay of the game and included in her costume uh, a very large phallus in her in her uh, underneath her clothes and it was LED had lights on it and stuff and it was pretty I mean it's it's very cyberpunk I'll give you that uh, and then they retweeted it and there was a lot of commentary on how this is fucked up because trans people are killed every single day for this kind of stuff or you know and it's just like it seems like their approach at first was fucked up to trans people and then it was then it seemed a little progressive for a minute and now it's fucked up again and it's just like yeah can you just guys just like not for a while can we just like hold up you know yeah i don't know they i mean when that first when that ad first came out or you saw like the soda machine or whatever in that game that has that ad it came, was a big deal and mm-hmm. they had a shitty response to it back then they kind of walked it back and tried to get better and now that i don't know i think i don't know if i'm cd project red i'm just like shut the fuck up just don't do sh- people are, are first of all this game has already been pre-ordered like more than almost any game on steam ever yeah so you are you have those in the bag those are sales you don't have to fucking worry about anymore uh, shut the fuck up stop just putting your hand the game in the come out. just leave it yeah. alone let the game come out let people play it let them recommend it to their friends you'll get even more sales off of that mm-hmm. shut the fuck up it's so easy i feel like it's going to get it from both ends politically speaking the people who are like, this is offensive to everybody, and the people who are like, this is not offensive enough, basically. Yeah. And this is not offensive at all. Yeah, and it's just I'm like... I'm offended by how not offensive this is. Yeah, they're like, we need to have more awful shit in the game. And, hey, you know what all I can say is? All I care about for this game is that my buddy, my man, Mike Pondsmith, is getting paid, finally, for all that work he did making this fucking setting back in the fucking yeah. 90s and toughing it out through horrible racism and discrimination he's getting paid that's what that's what i'm okay with yeah <laughs> and it's like yeah, I can't, i'm kind of taking your stance on it it's gonna be a video game yep. it's gonna come out we're gonna play it and that's gonna be it it's not gonna be what i mean i don't even like i don't know but people some people for a single player game like this are really putting a lot of stock into it being something that they're gonna be able to play every day for however much time and i'm like you know games like this like games like the witcher 3 it's good because you know you can play it you can put hundreds of hours into it but eventually there's a point when you're done yeah and you're like okay maybe one day i'll replay it but this is you know i'm satisfied with the experience i got out of this game and people are acting like cyberpunk is going to be like your job (laughs) you're every day you're going to punch in Exactly. You're going to punch into Cyberpunk, you're going to play for four or five hours, and you're going to punch out. I just like, since it's coming out on November 19th, after the Allegedly. election, I'm not sure what the fuck world's going to be like when this thing happens, because it could go all kinds of different ways. Yeah, who uh, knows? Who knows? But 
I do know this. It'll be a video game. What if it's his last order as president? Donald, like, let's say he loses the election uh-huh. and Donald Trump is like, I'm putting an injunction on CD Projekt Red. They can't release this game in America. Sorry. Yeah, they gave The Witcher 2 to Obama, so not happening. That's true. That's true. You know what? He did say that if Biden won the election, then Christmas will be canceled. And somebody was like, he takes office in January. <laughs> I mean, I guess for the conservatives, they'd be very sad. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, doesn't matter to me who wins the election because I'm going to have a lot of fun reading the tears of whichever side loses. No matter who no matter yeah. who loses, I win. Quick question. You think Obama played Witcher 2? No, God no. <laughs> that shit went in a box <laughs> somewhere. Imagine? In a basement of the White House. It's sitting in his, like, in his, like the storage room of his prisoner library right now. No one's looked at it. You imagine Obama goes, <laughs> installs that CD-ROM on his computer and it's yeah. like, alright, uh, so... Wow, they're assassinating some kings over here? Kind of bad for me. I'm, well, yeah, I'm kind of the, the it king, It opens if you up on, on Geralt in the hot tub with his feet up, and Obama's like, all right, I'm in. No, that's Witcher 3. Is it? No, that's Witcher 2. He's in the I solar. I just... He's in the solar. No, he's in the solar, in the, and he's, he's in the bathtub. No, Witcher 3 opens up with him, uh, what do you call it? In the, uh... No, wait, you're right. What am I thinking of? I'm right. Witcher 2 opens on like a No, wait, sorry. He, but no, he is naked in the opening of Witcher 2 with... Uh, he's in a prison. Triss. After oh, that, yeah. though, when you go out to the solar, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're yeah, both yeah. naked in bed together. So that's what Obama so, would yeah. say. Exactly. And, and... One with the other, you're seeing Geralt's naked ass. It's happening. Exactly. <laughs> so, I, I would like to think that Obama played that much. <laughs> I think Witcher 1 is only open with some kind of nudity, but also Witcher Geralt looks like a horrible, like, fish man, so, because it looks yeah, terrible. Yeah, they, they really didn't have the look down. I mean, of course, graphics are different back down, but man, Geralt looked weird in Witcher 1. It did, man. It was rough. Um, speaking of elections. Yeah. I want to talk to you politics. about politics. Yeah, politics, our show. Uh, last night, Bolivia had their elections. Now, you probably yes. remember a year ago, Bolivia had an election that ended in a coup. Where Evo Morales, a president, was forced out by far right forces uh, who aimed to like set up some kind of weird neo Christian uh, government. Well, last night they were soundly defeated with the socialist MAS party taking home over 50% of the vote, which is even bigger margins than Evo Morales won by before. It's wow. pr- pretty crazy. Um, it's a, a huge repudiation of the far right in Bolivia and the socialists, you know, really smashed it at the polls and we will, it still, we'll still see what happens, but the woman who usurped, uh, uh, Evo did not run this time and they even had several right wing people drop out to consolidate support against the socialists and they couldn't crack 50%. So fuck them. Wow. It's a huge victory yeah. for, for That's Bolivia. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw, um, like on Twitter and stuff, people were pretty excited over there. Um, and also, fucking, I feel like, it's those things where, like, I don't know what time is anymore, because I feel like it was a week ago that I heard about Armenia mi- dropping missiles in Ganja, but that just happened. It happened, like, yesterday. You mean Azerbaijan? Azer- yeah, I mean, Armenia Azerbaijan. and Azerbaijan are fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it stopped for about two weeks, now it's back again. I guess the, yeah. the war's on again. Well, it's been on for a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, technically. I'm going to betray my ignorance here. I don't know what the conflict is between these two countries. That's my thing. Is like I read about it, and I was like, I know these two words, and I understand there's this thing going on with Turkey and all this, mm-hmm. but I don't know enough about the whole... Only thing I, the only connection I've ever had 
to the whole dispute is that like Turkey, uh, there's a Turkish NBA player named Enes Kanter who we've talked talked about before, who the government of Turkey has like silenced. Like they say, they they don't show his image at all in the country, and they basically have been like, if you say one more thing, we're gonna fucking kill your parents. Wow. And he keeps talking, and he says he has no. He says to this day he still has no idea if his parents are like alive or not. That's fucked which up. Which is like crazy. So he's um, anti Erdogan, yeah. I assume. Yes. Yes. He's been very vocal about that. That's fucked up, dude. Yeah. So they're having a little uh, a war over there. I guess we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Fuck up, think it's about. crazy. I did see that a while back after the, the coup happened in Bolivia, someone tweeted at Elon Musk, you know, saying like about lithium, lithium batteries. Bolivia sits on one of the world's biggest lithium deposits recently discovered. And they were talking about how like the coup was done to get the lithium. And uh, Elon Musk was like, yeah, we'll coup whoever we want to. And so now people are basically laughing at Elon Musk because the coup has been overturned. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, I also saw that some crazy shit is happening in the country of India recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president, uh, I think his name is Modi. Modi uh, yeah. over there is liberalizing the the, the country's agricultural uh, business, which is a horrible idea. Because one of the things they're doing is getting rid of, first of all, stockpiles of food, which is a terrible idea. And also, they're going to get rid of price protections that allow farmers to bake. Like, so the government basically will buy your food for less than it's actually worth on the open market to keep farmers afloat. This is, this is an unmitigated... It doesn't matter how neoliberal America has gotten in the past. We have we know you never fuck with the farmers. You always give them enough money to keep making the food because if you don't, your agricultural base keeps people fed, and that's what prevents revolutions from happening. You know. Yeah. And so I'm not sure what the hell they're talking about. Like I don't know why they're doing this. This is the most insane decision I've ever seen. Yeah, they were able to like do it without any kind of democratic vote or anything. Just push it right, like right through. Yeah, because they control. Basically, they keep winning, and they they keep winning because of incredible voter suppression in India. Like they have defeated like opposition parties by just basically intimidating them and destroying votes and stuff. And so I don't know what they're thinking. This this is not going to end well for them. I don't think. No. Um. Yeah, like food, like you said, food deposits and price guarantees are what keeps agricultural afloat. And if you don't have that in your country, then you are very much dependent on imports and you're dependent on a lot of outside factors which is something that a country with a population like india probably doesn't need to worry doesn't need to um, take on at this point yeah it's i mean i guess outside pressure is doing this to them but it seems like a stupid thing to do because essentially if you try and do food on the free market you take out the the, the government the state protections it doesn't work you know because it ends up the farmers can't pay their own goddamn bills off of how cheap food is because we overproduce everything so much yeah and then also one of the one of the main reasons um, you hear at least where growing up, I heard brothers farmers talk about that is that you know if you if the weather is inclement or you don't have a yield one year, you still can get money to make a yield the next year. But if you don't get that money anymore, then where you how are you going to pay for anything anymore? How are you going to pay for your supplies for the next year? You know. Yeah, you're um, absolutely right. So that's. I don't know how that's going to work out. I really don't. Um, like I said, I think there's far too many people um, in India to be relying on the open market for your um, crops. 
Now, they did this before in Africa. They uh, the World Bank made certain requirements to get loans, which was the liberalization of, of agricultural markets in Africa, and the result was uh, recurring famines. So we know it doesn't work. It's a terrible fucking idea, and I don't understand. I don't get it, man. I guess I guess Modi really wants more uh, uh, international support for stuff, but I don't know. What, I guess he's hope he's thinking about a conflict with Pakistan coming up. I don't get it, but it's a really stupid decision. Yeah. I don't know. Politics is it's one big ass blast. On that, you are correct. Yeah. Sorry, I was um, uh, gathering my thoughts. Coughing up some phlegm there, buddy. I yeah, heard it. Trying not to, to let it, you hear on the microphone. Uh, let's see here. What else is going on? So what's, what's, what's happened in politics recently? There's I this, mean, election bullshit, really. There's this ding-dang election they're having. Uh, people are, I mean... See, my, my whole thought process going into this, and I've talked to people who had a very similar thought process, was, was like, you know, as far as if you're a Democrat, liberal, whatever, then you're like, alright, you know, I'm not going to vote for Trump, because he sucks, and I don't like Biden that much, but you know what? I guess I'll vote for him. That's kind of what people have been going into this with. Not enthusiasm, but kind of like, yeah, I guess I'll vote for him, whatever. But all of a sudden, there's this groundswell of like, no, 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 Biden is what we wanted this whole time. We yeah. love this guy. There's people like, they've like, graphic artists have went and changed like the Van Halen logo. So instead of um, VH, it's BH for Biden and Harris and have these big flags and people are like buying it to put up in their yards. And I'm like, where did all this come from? Wait, um, two, three months ago, you guys weren't all crazy about Joe Biden. In our all town, of a sudden, where did it come from? Well, we grew up over the past four weeks. There, uh, or sorry, two weeks, four Joe Biden signs have popped up across town, which is insane to me. Wow, that's a quadruple. Never <laughs> in, in anybody's yard. There's one by the train tracks. There's one by the Bilo. One by the Parkers, and then one down by the uh, <laughs> local barbecue place. Yes. And um. so, uh, it's been cra- yeah, like you said, it's quadruple what our usual Democratic <laughs> exactly. Is. So based um, on that alone, I'm going to say Joe Biden wins Georgia. Yeah, of course. That's that's the what's that guy Nate Silver? That's his way. Nate Bronze. He, he, he drives through your town for a minute, and he's like, "I think Biden's got Georgia, dude." Yeah. Um. um but yeah, um, I will say, um, even though I'm not sure the chances are, I do think that Biden's chances are better than ever. Yeah. Um, especially than they were a couple months ago when we were like, "There's no way he'll win." I still think it'll be hard, but I do think that out of nowhere he has like made a chance out of nowhere to where this election might go his way. No, I, th- I think I know what's causing it. Is Trump got COVID? I don't think that's it. I think he showed weakness. I think that he showed weakness. This whole thing is just saying overblown and stupid this whole time. I thought that it would get him some support. It hasn't. The polls have not indicated that. But is it, but. Does any anyone who was already going to vote for Trump did that change their mind? No, I think he got COVID. But I think the old people are turning their backs on on Trump because basically he, this this first of all proves that it's a real thing that it's a threat to them, and also he doesn't care. He's, he's he, even after even after going through himself, he's not going to change anything to help people. So I think they're turning their backs on him. Like at least that's what the polls say. What do you think about the Donald Trump fake COVID conspiracy? That sounds like it will. If 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 that had happened, it will be leaked by now that it was fake. 
Yeah, but some people were like, oh, he's 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 doing. He's like, oh, he's trying to get votes. He's like trying to play the sympathy card. And I'm like, I don't think that's gonna work. People who are already gonna vote for him anyway. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, don't don't take don't take the funniest thing of the year from us. Yeah. Okay. Take Although, that from us. It would be funny. It would be pretty funny if he, if he was faking it and it got leaked. That would also be hilarious yeah. if we all knew. And he had, and he st- ended up still showing those pictures of what he actually looks like. And yeah. we realized that he's just a, a real slime monster. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. But um, yeah, I don't know. People are people will come up with conspiracy. Once again, I think there's plenty of actual conspiracies going on around us. Yeah, but so, people will come up with. I mean, everything. It's just the craziest conspiracy in the world. Dude, you see that recent thing about this guy on Twitter who was like talking about the moon landing was fake because he, he posted some footage. You didn't see this probably. It was like Neil Armstrong and uh, Buzz Aldrin doing some stuff on the moon. And it was like, they're going like super fast. And he was like, this shit looks fake as fuck. And people were like, looks sped up. And he was like, I don't care. It still looks fake. And they're hopping around. And somebody was like, wait, how do they hop around on the moon? Why is there gravity in space? What? <laughs> Somebody was like, what do you mean? They're like, well, the moon's in space. And this person was like, so is Earth. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> we are in we're space. Space all around us. You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson is kind of an asshole uh, who apparently touches them inappropriately. But he, he did have a pretty good joke in the replies where he said that, oh, you yeah. saw this? I saw this one. Okay, yeah. I'll... Where he was like, uh, yeah, we'll say it for the, for the fans. Yeah. He was he was basically like, yeah, they, they actually wanted to stage the moon landings, but to make it look authentic, they decided to do it on location. <laughs> yeah. I mean... But yeah, and then people, like, and then that, the same guy who posted that tweet was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> idiot. And people were just, were just like pointing out like, well, why are they hopping everywhere? Why is this hopping? Like, because the gravity is lower on the moon. Yeah. I That's not the one sometimes. thing you know about the moon is you have to hop around. That's not the one thing we all know. We talked a little while ago about about worrying about the future generations and how they're going to know about the Holocaust. And this does not give me confidence. No. If we can't get the moon landing, at least, right on people's heads. And I get it. I get it. I don't want to give America any credit for, for shit we did in the past. But it did happen. Like, you can't, like... But no. The thing about America is we can make incredible scientific and technological strides as long as we're trying to do it to rub it in someone else's face. That's true. And then as soon as we do it, we drop all interest in that thing. Mm-hmm. Look at NASA since we went to the moon. Completely defunded, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. We, we will do a lot of cool shit if it means we get to rub it in Russia's face. That's true. That, okay, I'll give you that. And somebody was like, okay, well, here's, here's, what's your, here's the thing about conspiracy theory. They spent $20 billion on going to the moon. Where did it go then? If it was spent on the moon, where, where did it go? And I like somebody who said that it went... <laughs> It went to um, LBJ's uh, pants manufacturer to get <laughs> pants. big enough pants for his huge dick. Well, no, it went into the budget for the movie Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> we eventually paid for Armageddon off that money. No, man, we, we put it into the, we funded, um, what was it, Cleopatra? We had to pay back, back taxes on Cleopatra. Oh, yeah. Oh. Those expensive movies. Which they're now wanting to remake. They're wanting to actually do Cleopatra again. Really? With Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot. I mean... I mean, yeah, I get sure if you want to. Yeah, that's. Hey, man, I'm not. I'm just the messenger. I've been, I've been on a horror movie uh, binge this past weekend. It was yes. October. It's Tell me about the it. Time. I watched a couple of movies. I started off watching uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, which people out there who like Mandy, the director of that, who filmed this movie using the residuals from his I'm father's. I'm a big Patinkin fan. 
His father made uh, the Western Tombstone in 1993, and he used that money to make uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, said enough to get him Mandy. Beyond the Black Rainbow is a slow-paced, psychedelic horror film uh, that is just, it explains nothing, basically, and lets you figure stuff out, and it's it's fantastic. Co- use of color and the contrast and shit, very good. Nice. Uh, let's see here. I also watched. Um, I'll interject real quick. I watched ahead. the. Um, I watched the American remake of the movie Mirrors. Oh, how was uh, that? Which is originally a Korean, I believe, horror film, Korean or Japanese. Um, and the original, the Korean or Japanese one, whichever, um, is considered to be one of the you know real seminal horror foreign horror films. And so, of course, America, we had to get our hands on it and remake it with Kiefer Sutherland as the star. And it is terrible. Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It is is through and through one of the most generic studio horror movies from the mid-2000s. And, yeah. Do you see the main character has a weird name? The main character, who is played by Kiefer Sutherland, who I believe in his contract had a clause that said he never has to open his mouth when talking to another character. <laughs> his name is Ben Carson. That, man, that's amazing. Do you no, think anybody I mean, knew about Any, any conversation he has with a character, he is not opening his mouth more than a centimeter. He he, he just, just doesn't do it. He's like, I don't, I can't do this. He's, he speed ran the whole movie. He's like, all right, next shot. Come on, next location. That is fucking wild, dude. What were you saying? I was just saying, do you think they knew about Ben Carson back then? Like, I don't know. Was that before ever his book came I out? I assume he was born by that time, right? Well, yeah. I'm talking about, like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm talking about like, his book and his, like, semi-fame that came out of that. I wonder if they, yeah. if they knew about I, him. That'd be really funny if they were like, let's just name him Ben Carson. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I mean, why not, right? Who, who knows about this guy except for fucking nerds? Yeah. But, yeah, that movie fucking blows. Uh, so I'm trying to think of what movies I actually did watch. Because I watched a bunch of them. They kind of blend together for a little bit. So I watched Beyond the Black Rainbow. I also ended up watching uh, The Blob from 1998. Nice. Or 1988. Remember that movie, stuff? Yes. We watched that shit yeah. a few times. There was a blob. The thing is, that movie is way more gruesome than I remember it Oh, being. yeah. All these movies are. Like, I think of my movie I saw when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, that actually wasn't that bad. Then I watched it these days, and I'm like, god damn. The special effects on this movie were pretty fucking crazy. Yes, because they were practical. Yes, that is true. There's a, there's a little bit of green screen that looks a little ba- bit dated today, but the movie holds up, in my opinion. You know a movie I could watch right fucking now? What's that? The Thing. Oh, man. Motherfucker. I gotta watch that movie this October. It'd be so good. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, okay. I also watched Society by Brian Yuzman, okay. who people probably don't know him, but he was like a lo-fi horror director that did a lot of Lovecrafty and stuff back in the day. Uh, he produced Reanimator, classic, uh, the Herbert West uh, uh, movie. Uh, but Society is literally a movie about class war. It stars an actor named, I can't believe this is true, Billy Warlock. That's amazing. Um, and it is an exceptionally dumb film that ends with an extremely gruesome 20-minute practical effects just extravaganza that is... I, I, I could describe it to you right now, and you would think I was kidding. It's like Ichi the Killer, but uh, worse. 
Um, wow. And last movie that I watched was Color Out of Space. No, wait, sorry. The... Phantasm I watched. Phantasm, I've never yes. seen, I've not seen it in maybe 20, 30 years. No, not 30, but 20 years probably. You saw when you were one year old? Two years old now. <laughs> Two years. Um, no. Hey, all right, everybody, let's gather around the fireplace. We're going to watch Phantasm with our toddler. Yep, uh-huh. That's how I first saw it. Have you ever seen Phantasm stuff? Never seen it. It's extremely low budget. It's wild as fuck. <laughs> it also has probably the most confusing ending I've ever seen in a horror movie. Just I, it made no fucking sense at all. So I'm not even sure what the point of that movie's ending was, but uh, it definitely happened. Okay. And then I did watch Color Out of Space. The new one. The, I think there's only one. Oh, there, I, I didn't know. I thought there, I thought there was the, the, the 80s version or something. No, I think this this was the first one. The story was written in the 30s. I think this was the The Nicolas first. Cage one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Color Out of Space is the most recent movie I watched. I I liked it because it is a pretty good horror flick. I don't think that the the story's concept works for a film. I think that it's a pretty good adaptation given what it is. But yeah. the, the idea of the central thing of the, of, the, of the story is there's a color that you can't describe. There's no, so there's no way to present on screen a color you cannot describe. That's the thing I love Craft Man. Like, I mean, his writing is good and all, but a lot of it is meant to be writing. Yeah. Like, it's very hard. As, at least for me and you, um, Lovecraft Country is kind of proving to us. It's not always meant for the screen. It's not always meant for a television series like that. Boy, Lovecraft Country is a show I'd love to talk about, but I cannot because there is some fraught politics there that I that, that white dudes should not get into at all with that show. Um, yeah. I think structurally I can kind of talk about the show, but maybe not politically. Yeah. I did like that one episode about the his aunt, I guess, and she did like a crazy like John Carter of Mars. Oh, the I Am. Episode. Yeah, that was a good episode. That was pretty. That episode's fucking. There's, there's a couple of really good episodes in there. That was like classic. There's just a bunch of stuff that's like, I don't know what you're going for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Colorado Space liked it. Yeah, pretty good film. Uh, Nicholas Cage is a madman in the film. Obviously, he's doing yeah. great. Good to see him. It does, however, have one scene which is straight up homage to the thing. Uh, That's cool. They keep llamas. This is a spoiler for everybody out there. Real quick, skip in thirty seconds. Spoiler: There's a bunch of llamas in the barn that they fuse together into a giant monster, and Nicholas Cage has got to take care of it. So it's a great homage to the thing, and I, I enjoyed watching it very much. That's cool. Uh, very gruesome uh, movie in a lot of ways. Um, I think that if this is just me here, if I had made the movie, if you had given me the money and all this stuff to make the the the, yeah. the color out of space, I would have done it in black and white, and I would have had the color ah. be the only thing in the movie that has color to it, and it could be any color. Then it could be purple or red or green or whatever, and it would look unnatural. Yeah. To everything else, that's how I would have done it. Wow! Wow! So is this your pitch to become a? Hollywood director all of a sudden? Let me make the second version of the Colorado Space. Do a career change real quick. Do you know who made it, by the way? No. Richard Stanley. I'm blanking on this one. He's the guy who hasn't worked since he get he got fired for the Marlon Brando Val Kimmer Isle Dr. Moreau movie. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That legendary disaster. Man. Yeah. That's cool though. I guess he 
finally got a second chance in Hollywood. It's great that he's back. And I loved Colorado yeah. Space. So I, thought, I thought it was a good film. He wants to do three yeah. Lovecraft movies now. He wants to do much harder next. Um, okay. Which I would pay to see as well. But, no, nah, I just think that, that that dude's story of what happened to him on the set of that movie is crazy, dude. Like, Marlon Brando and Val Kimmer losing their minds. I want to do at some point to talk about that movie because it's absolutely crazy what happened there. Yeah. Well, you can do it. Do you know who stars that movie, by the way? Who's the, the actual star of that film? The protagonist, anyways? Dr. Moreau. No. David Thewlis. Thewlis, yes. Very early role for him. Wow. I kind of want to watch it, actually, now. Cue it up. I know it's terrible, but I want to watch it for... I want to do it for Thewlis. Do, do it for... The, it's like the, the old uh, Hillary Clinton thing, like, do it for her or whatever. <laughs> do it for Thewlis. Do this for Thewlis. Yeah, I'm with Thulis. <laughs> with Thulis. I mean, him in Fargo season three, he's incredible there. Yeah, he's pretty good in Wonder Woman, where they CGI his body onto a Rip Man or his head on the Rip Man's body. Yeah, that was that was a weird one. <laughs> what a strange, what a strange thing that was. Anyways, Seth, you got any uh, any final thoughts before we go? Nah, I think I'm gonna think that's a pod. Think so? All right. Yeah. No, 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 dudes talking Dune this time. No surprise. Well, I mean, it's been delayed. Yeah, you know, so we we got plenty of time to talk, dude. Don't worry. That's true. We got a while. So, anyways, uh, this has been the Illennials podcast. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Kanazaras K Y N A Z E R A S. Most recent movie I watched was uh, pretty much a masterpiece. Um, even though it might not work for all audiences these days. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Ooh. Um, pretty classic um, Robert Zemeckis movie, and it's a uh, it's very good. Wait, that was Double Zemeckis? Up. Yeah, wow. Zemeckis did he did he did Back to the Future, and then Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and then Back to the Future Part Two. That was his like three years of his career, which is those movies back to back. What a series of bangers! Damn. Yeah, I mean that's why he has you know he can do whatever he wants. It's a blank check, basically. He has a blank check. Yeah. Alright, uh, well, our art was done by Marcus Barkley. You can find him on Instagram at Mr.Beaches. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before, especially our movie reviews. Um, he has his own podcast called Southern's Matt now, where they talk about wrestling and they're both from the South. If that sounds interesting, go check it out. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't even get under it. Fuck uh, the people who just give you a pamphlet and tell you how to vote outside of elections. <laughs> Uh, we have stopped trying to solve our problems and are just trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the end of this podcast, baby. We're out. Out.